When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. Hello, Zinger Nation. This is Justin Roberti. Very nice to see you all again. Thank you for coming and joining our stream. Uh, we have with us today um, Dank Bank, which is a, an NFT marketplace um, dedicated exclusively to the uh, meme economy, which is something that I personally want to learn a little bit more about. Um, not being particularly young or hip, I'm, I'm sure that I, I don't get about 90% memes but it looks like we'll be talking about some older memes anyway um so that's good um thank you everyone everyone for joining us uh it's been kind of a crazy week in in the nft world of course uh wall street journal uh offended a lot of people by by using some statistics to show that 92 percent of uh of transactions are down although those uh those numbers are somewhat held in question Coinbase's NFT exchange has not changed the world for us at this point, like uh, some people expected it to do. Um, so it's a, it's a crazy frenetic space. And of course, so are memes, which is kind of why I jumped on this. So thank you for spending your uh, your 5 p.m. on, well, if you're in Eastern time, on Friday with me. I know it's the, uh, the best time of the week after all. Everything's done. Let's go ahead and bring... Um, the two guys from Dankbag, we've got two founders, the CEO, Harry Jones, and Prez Thomas, the chief meme officer, which really is one of the uh, one of the better uh, things to get on your business card. I think if, if you can get a chief meme officer on, on your card, you've like you've done something right, right? Uh, how you doing, guys? Good to see you. Prez has actually done a lot of things wrong. Really? Well, that's yeah. good. Yeah. <laughs> we that's should talk about that yeah. then. Um, so good to see you guys. Uh, I, I'm, I'm interested in your project. Uh, I, I see that, uh, you know, Dank Bank is, is live right now. You recently did uh, the kind of an initial fundraise. Uh, tell me about where we stand in the actual platform. When, when did you actually launch? We launched a couple of months ago with sort of our initial batch of memes. We got like Bad Luck Brian, Success Kid, 10 Guy, a bunch of these like OG Mm -hmm. Like early 2000s, late 2000s 
me and yes. we added some I actually days. felt nostalgic as I was looking at them. And then I felt so old. Like I had kind of a meta moment right before going into this show. Because I'm feeling, well, anyway, like to me, they're still kind of new. But okay, yeah, go so ahead. So so like just more. about at the edge of my time. Right. I like Brian was very early internet. Right. But, um, yeah, so we, we launched with this sort of initial cohort of memes. And then in the background, we've been working on acquiring and sort of dealing with all these like legendary meme viral videos, viral content production people uh, on bringing their stuff to the platform. And that's that's what's next. So And, and so how are you uh, how are you doing this? Are you you you're finding the original? I mean, obviously, with the with the ones that you named with um, was overly attached girlfriend. I, mean, I, I don't know the, the proper names of all of them off the top of my head. Uh, or whoever else, uh, you know, I know that obviously they've identified who the models in the photos are, how, whether they intended to be models or not. And, and I guess are, you're going to them in order sec to secure the IP in order to list them? Yeah. Um, so for a lot of the ones currently on the site, they were auctioned sort of early last year. There's been a handful of well, maybe 20, 30 meme auctions that have happened already. Uh -huh. uh, and we've just won a lot of those, either our investors or as individuals or on Dank Bank. Like Mashable has a list for like Scumbag, Steve, <laughs> Bad Luck, Brian. Are, are you you're the one who uh, who acquired a lot of these? Disaster yeah. Girl. I bought I bought a lot of these last year. So Disaster Girl and um, there's sort of four of us that own a lot of these memes. There was Three oh. uh, F Music, this guy from Dubai who buys a lot of them at just. The most obscene prices. He bought Coffin Dance mm -hmm. uh, four weeks ago for a million bucks. Mm -hmm. And then there's Ian Lapham, this Uniswap engineer, who owns like Scumbag Steve and a few others. Then there's Andrew Kang, who led our, our investment round recently, who owns a ton. And there's me. I was yeah. sort of the first. Um, I haven't spent the most money, but I was definitely the earliest. Right. So, okay. Myself. Okay, uh, and and how have these? And so you you took them and you fractionalized them and put them on the platform. Is that the goal? What was the thinking behind this? Where did this idea come from? Uh, well, the initial thinking it was sort of uh, the OG meme economy. The meme economy had been like a subreddit, a subreddit with two million, roughly two million uh, followers, redditors, subscribers, mm -hmm. and they would joke about investing in memes with the sort of like financial jargon of uh, stocks or like investing in memes or them, them having fluctuating values. And then obviously Doge happened, Wall Street Bets happened, you know, uh, Robin Hood, GameStop, where, and like the meme economy sort of became a real thing wherein you can invest in the meme ability of things or you make, you make investments according to their sort of like popular references or like how, how, uh, how much of a movement has gathered behind them. So we call mm -hmm. that meme investing, but we call Dank Bank the truest form of meme investing because you're not just buying, you're not aping into a shitcoin that has no real, that isn't yeah. backed by a meme. Mm -hmm. You're buying a piece of something that has real cultural significance as sort of like a right uh, iconic piece of the internet that but has you know, backed, you know, being created by the actual, the, the actual content creators. Right. You know, of course, like there's already a, le a, le a level of abstraction to describing, you know, the value of NFTs, uh, you know, and, but there's a further level of abstraction to extrapolating it out to memes. 
it isn't uh, trying to find a hit meme a bit like trying to like I would flip through the radio if anybody listens to those anymore. I, I don't really, but okay. It's, if I hypothetically listen to, uh, you know, the radio or something and just try and pick out like lay, lay odds on, on what's a hit song and what's not. I mean, like, is, isn't that kind of uh doesn't that present a challenge in a way? Yeah. President, you want to talk about this sort of future? That might be a good question for you. What's up, Rez? Hey, how's it going? Can you, can you guys hear me? All right. I'm, uh, yes. Currently in a house yes. that leaks. If I, if, if I can not get the glare so. from your from your uh, your your ceiling fan, though, that uh, that'd be better. Because yeah. if you're pointed at it. Before I stand yeah. up and you see the mess behind me, I'm going to go ahead and preface: this is not no, my room. Good. It is not emblematic of my lifestyle. Anyway, <laughs> it's not emblematic of my lifestyle. That's awesome. But it is. Um, Oh, okay. Hi. I, okay. All that's right. good. That's better. Thank you. So how are you doing, Prez? Um, how are you going to, you fine. are chief meme officer. Therefore you, you must be, you must be strong in the ways of memes. You must have meme based wisdom, mimetic wisdom that, that, uh, you know, uh, obviously like, you know, you've got, you've got this background and so forth. First of all, how did you come to that? And second of all, um, What's that like? Are is are you in the position of? Uh, are you like guessing someone? Is it this like name that number? Like like pick what the next hit song is going to be? It feels like it puts you in that position. I mean, well, I mean, first of all, you know, when you when you create your own economy, you're inclined to uh, label yourself as the most prestigious person in it. So the rationale was meme economy, chief meme officer, who could possibly come along and pretend to have more prowess. Uh, yeah, I'm going to declare myself king when I when I create Justin Coin. Justin Coin's gonna gonna fucking kill next year. I've always wanted to create a micro right This is the closest <laughs> thing to it. Um, the, the the process of finding me. I mean, the the ultimate aspiration for Dank Bank is to allow anyone to upload a meme and to be able to invest in virality in real time as it is happening. Uh, because okay. that's where you see that wild, you know, every single day a new meme comes along and dominates our timelines and dominates pop right. culture. Uh, the guesswork is, I think, kind of interesting. I would, I would argue that it's, it's a lot easier to, or, or maybe a lot more human, to try and suss out what a meme with viral potential is than to mm -hmm. suss out what a stock with like the high likelihood of mooning might be. So, really? so there is something that, yeah, I always say memetics is easier for economics and that might only be true for me. I've never gotten above like a C plus in math or, or <laughs> but for those, uh, you know, below the fray individuals such as myself, I think memes are, are a very powerful financial tool. Um, but like I was saying earlier, right now, we're just listing these legendary memes, memes that we know have a standing cultural and artistic value. Blue chip memes, uh, but in the future, memes that have had, have had staying power. Exactly, exactly. <laughs> uh, but we want this to be a proper economy wherein you, you have blue mm -hmm. chips and you've got pink sheets and you can dabble in any uh, variety of meme, be it super legendary or super niche. Invest in the things that make you personally happy. Invest in memes as they're on the rise. Put your money on things that you think are likely to go viral. You know, I think we've all liked bands 
or mm-hmm. artists or songs before they became super popular. We've all, especially with the advent of, of very high functioning algorithmic platforms like TikTok, mm-hmm. we've all found a TikTok creator and started following them before they became ultra famous. And 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 I think that is like a very like that that is what we are ultimately aiming to do is to allow people to get a financial kickback for for properly guessing what that next big meme is going to be. Right. Okay. So, you know, disgusting. You, would you like to you correct got your, You've got your cohort of blue chips um, to, to launch with that. I assume that, that that's your, that's your, your original move, um, which seem kind of, kind of old, even to me. So they must seem like super old to the rest of you guys. So you, typically the oldest person on the show, except when we had a, uh, uh, major Kelly, the astronaut on, he, he was, he, he was probably, old. probably the only time that's happened so far. Um, but anyway, uh, you know, so what about what's new and hip? How are you? How are you going to identify what? What is your next cohort uh, that you're bringing onto the platform? And is it you onboarding? Are creators coming to you? How's this working? It's a mix. We send a lot of emails and DMs asking, well, basically saying like, "Hey, uh, look at our website. Look how much money all these other creators are making." Um, you know how much potential there is for you if you were to mint your content. And it's usually a pretty easy proposition once they see, you know, we're effectively unlocking this crazy new value for people that have never really had a way to monetize their, their virality. Like mm-hmm. you can put ads on your future stuff, you can license it, but nobody really cares about having Tyler Bryan on a t-shirt. I mean, he's, he's not that uh, sort of commercially relevant. So this right. is like a brand new way for them to monetize. That's typically like a lot more uh, lucrative than things they're used to. So it's a pretty easy proposition there. The stuff we're reaching out to now is like uh, TikToks, Vines, newer stuff, as well as sort of like, you know, there's really not that many old memes left that haven't been minted. I would say like early internet stuff, classic blue chip stuff. So now Mm -hmm. it's sort of delving into Vines and, and newer slash, you could argue less blue chip memes. Right. Well, I mean, I mean, that's the thing. I'm, I'm kind of thinking like uh, my basis for for understanding is is likely a little bit uh, likely to be a little bit more dated than yours. Um, but like, how do you stay ahead of, of, of something that has uh, that is as, as ephemeral as as uh, as meme culture, if you want to call it that? I wouldn't call meme culture ephemeral. Like we a lot of memes, obviously. Capricious. How, how about capricious? It seems it seems to work off of its own logic, in other words. But, but Carol Baskin, for like we we bought the Carol Baskin wedding photo, which is the <laughs> husband. Right. Like that's going to be legendary forever, just because Carol mm-hmm. Baskin was a legendary figure of the pandemic. Like even if yeah. Carol Baskin sort of fades from obscurity, amongst our generation, amongst people who sort of watch Netflix even during the pandemic, or who are who are into the Carol Baskin at meme at any point in time, that's always going to be hilarious. A hilarious picture, and Carol Baskin is always going to be sort of a a legendary meme figure, even if not always like a relevant one. Like, Bad Luck Brian isn't a relevant or like uh, new slash trendy meme, but it still gets right. used a lot. It's still, it's still sure. appreciated. You know what I mean? Mm-hmm. Okay. So um, where do we see taking it next, guys? Like, I mean, one thing that, that occurred to me is like the nature of memes themselves is changing, isn't it? Like, I would assume that a lot of the new memes are like uh, – like well, it depends on what how you define meme, but like a TikTok dance kind of becomes like a dominant meme these days, or like Cardi B 
I'd like several where like, you know, a specific, uh, you know, specific uh, dances and so forth. How do you, how do you account for that? Is that, is that um, something that we can uh, turn into a, a sale, a fractionally saleable property? Yeah, I mean, you'd have to. If it was a dance, you'd have to find the person that originated the dance, the person that has the provenance of having created the dance, and could mint something about it. If it's a song, you can mint the song. If it's a sound, you can mint the sound. You can mint any sort of media, any type of content, as long as you sort of have the provenance of it being, of them being the special person that that. Was behind do, you, do you run in situations where you can't find the provenance, or or where it just doesn't have provenance the same way that fine art does? Yeah, if there's no provenance, we can't mint it. That's really as simple as that. Like, uh, mm -hmm. we can't mint something that wasn't. It's strange. Backing. Yeah. Mm -hmm. There are some memes that just kind of seem to have spawned out of nowhere at some point prior to our, our really having any record, you know, either on dead sites or they were in community chats without any, like, they can be ascribed to a community, but not necessarily to a particular person. And unfortunately, in those instances, we can't go ahead and mint it. But mm -hmm. yeah, these yeah, days, you know, since most of this content comes of deduce who who its original creator was, or creators with a following or a presence of some kind. You know, does it ever ever strike you guys that like, you know, lots of other NFT projects? I, I, if if you haven't noticed, um, just completely wholesale rip IP off. Right, like lots of them. Like ones I've done, major projects I've done. Uh, cool Cats Tron, completely comfortable just ripping off all of Cool Cats. Really, I mean, you know, and they're like, uh, and if you ask them why, they uh, they literally say in an interview, oh, because it's basically a meme, which is like somehow like supposed to be a, a weird workaround for IP. I don't really know why, but okay, here we are. Um, um, but you guys have to play it more straight than that. Is is it because you're in the uh, the meme business that you you kind of like? I guess that's what adds value for you is to be able to show provenance. Anyone can use these memes. We encourage them to be used. There's a difference between using them and trying to sort of milk them for financial gain about something that isn't really yours. Like mm -hmm. it would be disgusting of us to mint memes or meme cards or something like that without the backing or without the creation, without the provenance of the actual content creator being behind it. It's just not worth anything. Like it's not because like, I'm sure there's a million ruthless capitalists that would kill to mint things without provenance and just sell them as, pass them off as, you know, original content or yeah. you know, mint it and make the money off of it. But that's just not, you can't do that. It doesn't work. Mm -hmm. Okay. Well, I mean, it, it's, it is a cool idea. And why did you get specifically into fractional sales? Is it because there's a, a limited uh, variety of, uh, of like household name memes, essentially? Yeah. I mean, yeah. first of all, the issue is that really all of these are selling for so much money that if, you, if, if a normal person wants to buy a meme at this point, you would have to contribute to one of these massive or you have to win one of these massive auctions and beat these collections of people or really, really wealthy people who spend millions of dollars on each auction. So that's just not happening. Mm -hmm. But fractionalizing allows you to sort of own, obviously allows you to own pieces. So it's, I think memes and viral videos and are sort of the ultimate use case for fractional NFTs because you can't mint a 10,000 profile picture meme. It has to be the specific one of one it has to be the exact image. Otherwise it's just not worth anything. Right. Obviously, yeah. um, you know, we can mint a billion shares or a billion uh, fractions of, of each mm -hmm. NFT. And that's 
gives you the same sort of ability. But uh, well, for argument's sake, there are some memes that are, that are famous for having variations, like like Pepe comes to mind. Of course, you're not yep. going to get that property because the original uh, artist is unhappy with the use of of that meme. At least last I heard. Right, but the original artist Matt Fury minted the first Pepe the Frog comic strip, sold it to uh, Vincent Van Gogh. Hmm. Um, so that sold for a few million, few million dollars. On top of that, he's done obviously. There's the Rare Pepe collection, which doesn't have provenance, but is sort of a legendary thing because Rare Pepes were around before this sort of modern iteration of NFTs, Bitcoin NFTs. They were right. Fury did one of those. He was the creator of Pepe. He backed that project, and now he's got his own sort of. He's he's just launched a hundred a uh, hundred Rare Pepe animations, which we have a couple of on our site. Mm -hmm. All right. Well, very cool. I, you know, I, I want to get a sense of how people can participate here. Obviously, they, they can go and buy fractional ownership of, of various names. Um, do you have creators approaching you? Because like pretty much yeah. every other person on Twitter is an NFT creator. Yeah, I mean, we have, we have a lot. We have a button on our site for if you are the con if you are the creator of a meme or if you are the creator of a viral video, please reach out to us and we can talk about listing it. But obviously, you know, people are trusting us to sort of authenticate this stuff and not list things that aren't that don't have the provenance. So we have a pretty stringent sort of listing requirement, um, and you know, we're not going to mint random mass NFTs. We're not going to list random mass NFTs. They have to be memes or viral videos with provenance that have some sort of viral recognition. Mm -hmm. And then we'll sort of expand the parameters as time goes on. Okay. Um, you know, what role would you, would you say that like memification or, uh, you know, mimetic wisdom to use that point again, at, at what point, uh, you know, what, what involvement has it had or what impact has it had in crypto that, that you've seen? Cause clearly it has, I mean, you know, in some ways, if you were looking for like, like Doge is kind of like a predecessor to some of the stuff, at least the generative projects that have on NFTs. Oh, I can't hear you, Press. Can uh, yeah, can you hear me now? Yeah. Yep. Okay. Uh, I would say uh, crypto and, and memes run very deep. Uh, like Harry yeah. was saying, not only were the first real NFTs of note, uh, these rare Pepe's. Right which are very absurd in their own right. Um, mm -hmm. But m a lot of people who are in this space come from a, from a very, like, uh, they come from an internet background, but not your mm -hmm. typical internet user. These people have a very intimate and longstanding relationship with the internet. You know, you, I've got a few close friends uh, and know many, many, many more people who pretend to be animals, like frogs and puppies on, on Twitter, and they're mm -hmm. completely anonymous otherwise. Some of the most followed people in the space uh, are the creator of Dogecoin, the chairman of the Wall Street Bets Discord. Mm -hmm. uh, so memes have always had a very, very prominent place. And, and like we've, we've witnessed, you know, the thing that really gave birth to Dankbank is a byproduct of us observing that despite market trends, memes have always been perceived as very valuable by collectors uh, because they're one of the only things in the NFT space that have that pre-existing value, you know, as cool as Fidenzas and Bored Apes and all of those things are. Uh, I think the interesting, about them, the interesting thing about them is that they have become so valuable, but that value doesn't necessarily come from their, their having that inherent cultural significance. Um, and that ends that train of thought. 
you know, let me ask you a question because, like, I, I'm I'm excited but to have you guys here. I, I, there's a lot of places that I kind of want to take this topic, but like, uh, I have market experts come on all the time. We had Jordan Belfort on. We were going to have Scott Melkor, uh, Wolf of All All Streets, come on on Monday. Um, so everyone tune in for that and hit like and subscribe. By the way, everyone. Um, but you know, what are, you are, you were the first meme expert, at least, uh, professed, uh, you know, you know, the meme, um, aficionado that I've had uh, on, on the show. So I'm going to ask you like, uh, you know, is Bitcoin going to reach a hundred thousand? I'm just kidding. That's what I ask everybody else. What, what, what I want to ask you is, uh, what are you bullish on? Are, is there any, like, what are you bullish on on memes? Can you give us some insights? It doesn't constitute financial advice after all. Um, <laughs> I've always been simple image macros and advice animals. I've always been very, very uh, bullish on. I think the more adaptable a template is, uh, the more potential it has to live a long, healthy life. And I think that's why things like uh, Bad Luck Brian and Doge and uh, mm -hmm. I don't even know, Side Eye Chloe, things that can be infinitely re reused reactions, reaction gifts and reaction stills. Always so that, that, that Boromir, that Boromir meme, for example, I mean, that, that's been used for literally yeah. everything since then. Anything that you can send in lieu of a verbal or text response, I would mm -hmm. say has legs. Uh, right. So a lot of reaction. But that is just my personal opinion, and I have not done well financially. Uh, <laughs> so. Except since your association with Dank Bank, and now your now your life is fantastic. Come on now, um, what what is so? Uh, what about um, you know? How could people participate, Harry? Like, uh, what should people be looking out for from uh, Dank Bank? So we've got this. I don't want to say too much, but we've got this massive collection of stuff that we have yet to launch that we um, need novel distribution mechanisms for. Mm -hmm. Say, how are we going to get the Carol Baskin NFT into the public's hands? How are we going to get yeah. the Gavin meme and all of these other legendary things that will be worth hundreds of thousands of dollars? Mm -hmm. um, the simple answer is that, you know, our existing community members will have a uh, first dibs, to say the least, uh, over, over everything new that we end up listing. Mm -hmm. Okay. Participate. So, um, should should people be going to your website, checking out your Twitter account? Where do you want to? I mean, we're about to go into the uh, Q and A in a couple of minutes here, so join us on Twitter Spaces, everyone. I'll just go ahead and post that link right here. But um, where would you have people, um, you know, come in, uh, come in and uh, check you guys out? Dankbank.co is our website, uh, and pretty soon we'll have a sort of free memes mechanism similar to Robinhood, where if you want to. If you sign up and you want to get a taste of this stuff, but you know, just want to see what it's like to the process of buying a meme, then we'll hook you up with a free, a free meme up to two hundred bucks. Um, yeah. Until then, just buying memes, hanging out in the Discord, and and chatting with us. And uh, you'll how big is your Discord? How big is it, Prez? How big is our Discord? <laughs> uh, probably around five thousand people. Yeah. So right in that sweet spot, there's never been a better time to join the Dank Bank Discord. <laughs> exactly. That's what we need. We need we need the positivity here, right? Um, well, some commercials too. I, I advise that. That that must be a brutal amount of work, truthfully. Like like hyping a community, like like it seems like the all the successful projects I've spoken to, 
are on there uh, pumping their community like twenty four seven. Like what an it's incredible! It's not about manipulating them. They're like people will come when when there's money to be made or, or when there's actual opportunity, and that's what we're trying to create for them. Well, hype and I don't I don't mean those in negative way. I don't I, I to me they they've they've taken on the more when I say hype I don't mean that as a bad thing. I did marketing for twenty five years. So like hype is a necessary part of a project. It's another thing that has to be handled after all. Yep, I um, just think hype is a lot of the times used to sell things that don't have any value, and I want to make sure there's a real value proposition for people where you know they don't go down and be upset about it. They they you know feel like they really got out of their experience. We call it stimulus here at Dankfang. We try to keep our, our community mm -hmm. stimulated. Mm -hmm. No, I totally agree. I, I, from in my opinion, there are lots of there's lots of instances of people not buying things that are very useful and that they should buy too. So my my opinion is that uh, you know all things need hype. That that's kind of the way. I, that's the spirit in which I use it anyway. Yep. So um, all right, everyone, please hit like and subscribe. Thank you, Harry and Prez, uh, for coming on to the show and speaking with us. We're going to go jump on to Twitter spaces and do our thing on there for a little while. So come join us. Um, ask. <laughs> there you go. There's, that, that was a little mimetic there, there Prez. <laughs> you got, the, uh, got that thing. Um, but, yeah, please come join us. Ask some questions. It's kind of a, a, a rainy Friday or at least rainy, rainy where I am. So let, let's go and talk about NFTs a little bit. Thank you, guys. I'm going to um, hit the music to uh, see us out here. But please, everyone, hit like and subscribe and help us uh, satisfy our algorithmic overlords. Uh, thank you for joining us, and we will see you guys in about two minutes on Twitter Spaces. Take care. Without the ones like you, who work tirelessly to keep things running, everything would suddenly stop. Hospitals, factories, schools, and power plants, they all depend on you. No matter the weather, emergency, or time of day, you're the ones who get it done. At Granger, we're here for you, with professional-grade industrial supplies. Count on real-time product availability and fast delivery. Call, clickgranger.com or just stop by. Granger for the ones who get it done.